Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one. Okay, we are back. We've got a great show for you today. It's all positive. It's all great news. <laughs> We've been looking forward to sharing more great news for all of you guys. I want to start out by saying I am the most encouraged by those of you who have gotten into action and are finally learning how to be proactively generators. I have had probably, I don't know, maybe 15, maybe 20 texts and con- you know, emails and whatnot, comments here and there. From those of you who are finally picking up the phone, learning how to call expireds, for example, and you're realizing that, hey, guess what? Turns out it's not that hard. Hey, guess what? This is the quickest and easiest way for you to get in front of a motivated seller that there ever could be. If you're interested in learning how to become an actual, powerful, proactive, lead-generating listing agent, I want you guys to not delay any further and email or rather text me directly. You can text me at 512-758-0206 and just put the word coaching in the subject line. And when you do, I'm going to forward that text directly to one of our new member coaches. You can also just text the word education to 31996 and the same thing will happen. But the coaching program right now is made for this market that we're entering into, which I'm absolutely thrilled to say, Julie and I are finding more and more evidence to believe that the next wave of the market is going to maybe last three, four, hopefully five months, but it is going to feel like a housing boom. All indicators are telling us that there is not only pent up demand, but there's also new demand because of the coronavirus that's going to actually shove housing prices up and in a lot of cases create even a worse housing shortage um, But the reality of it is, that's great. It's going to be opportunities for you guys to make money. It's going to be opportunities for you guys to get into action. It's going to not last. We don't think it'll last through maybe September at the latest. But there is going to be a huge surge in opportunity for you, provided you're not complacent. So many of you are getting ready to get started. You're waiting for the clouds to clear. You're waiting for the, you know, whatever it is you're waiting for. The longer you wait, the longer it's going to take for you to ever get any momentum again. And then you're just going to most likely fail out of real estate. It is the worst thing you can possibly do is sit around any longer than you already have. And granted, you had a great excuse. It's called the quarantine. But now that in many states that's starting to lift, you've got to get into action helping people. And whether this is what, what I'm about to tell you is good or bad, it depends on your perspective. There will not be that many agents competing with you because so many agents are not going to come out of quarantine mentally or emotionally. And as a result of that, they're going to stay in quarantine financially for you know months and sometimes years to come. Don't be like them. Get into massive action. If you want to learn about our coaching program, I want you to go ahead and just text me directly and put coaching in the subject line, 512-758-0206. Or if you, uh, you can also just text the word education to 31996. Julie? Yes, and you know, you mentioned agents finally getting serious about proactive lead generation. I, I've i noticed a trend that those who are indeed being proactive are being rewarded more quickly now. And I'll give you an example from yesterday's premier coaching call. I had, uh, you know, this is a live call, so you never quite know what's going to happen, but I had a, a great uh, gal, I can't remember what town she's in, but she said, you know, I had done all my calls. My lead follow-up was done. I talked to some past clients and I was I still didn't have an appointment. So I finally called two expireds. 
And I was just waiting to, you know, find out where this was going to go, right? She said, but you're not going to believe this. They were both home. They both talked to me. We had great conversations. I talked to them about, you know, how real estate's been changing, gave them a little bit of advice because I really didn't know what to say. I didn't think they were even going to pick up. And then she said, and you know what else happened? A little bit later in the day, one of them called me back. And now I've got a <laughs> listing appointment. Now, <laughs> so we collectively celebrated. That's right. But, you know, that that's a pretty good score. Two calls, one listing appointment. Why? Because she was proactive. She took a little risk. She was a bit nervous about it. But she pulled that trigger. So I, And that's not the only story that I've been hearing. I think that the people that are in the market who need you the most are much more responsive and probably are going to call you back faster you know, you still have to do, of course, a lot of follow-up, but you're probably going to get responses from the most motivated earlier. And the faster you pick up the phone, the faster you start using our scripts, the faster you're going to get results. I, you know, it, there's no doubt about it. If there's ever been an era for proactive lead generation, it's now because everybody, all these other agents, guys, that have, you know, only been in the business since, say, 2009, 2010, they've never learned how to be proactive lead generators. They don't have a formal listing presentation. They don't have a you know, a pre-qualifying script. They don't have any process whatsoever. So if you want to have an unfair advantage in the marketplace, what you need to do is do the real work of real estate and learn your sales skills. Let everyone else fumble around and chase the shiny object with regards to the, you know, the Instagramming and the Facebooking and the, uh, you know, whatever else little widgets people come up with. Realize that every single other agent on the face of the planet is going to do the exact same thing, creating too much noise on all those social networks. And yet, as Julie just demonstrated, no one's picking up the phone. It's an amazing opportunity for those of you who are finally willing to be proactive. So for those of you who are finally in action doing the real work of real estate, we salute you and do not slow down. You know, and a lot of questions about lead generation. And here's the simple answer. In a marketplace like this, whatever you're, if you need to have, let's say, you know, five listings at all times, you need to be making at least realistically seven contacts to ten contacts a day with decision-making adults. That, and if you don't know how many listings you need at all times to meet or exceed your financial goals, go ahead and complete the real estate treasure map, and you get that for free. It's part of the free coaching program that is essentially primarily focused on helping people get through the financial slowdown of you know with all the government programs. But you can text the word, what is the word? Survival, survival. to 31996. Text the word survival to 31996. And then there's a coaching program that does, and all this is included, obviously, in our main coaching program, too. This, this free coaching program is a very scaled back, very, very scaled back version. But all the financial bailout programs, the stimulus, the SBA, PPP, the unemployment, mortgage forbearance, all that stuff is waiting for you on that site. And all you've got to do to activate your account is text the word survival to 31996. All right, Julie Harris, let's talk about headlines. Yes. Okay. So we've got quite a few and there's a good variety. And I would agree with you that things are turning interesting and positive overall. Uh, let's see. So this is not necessarily going to apply to all of you, but I think it will apply to some of you, some of your spouses or family, and certainly some of your clients. And that is that the Fed is expanding what's called its main street lending to include bigger businesses. The Fed is expanding. Um, so that's something. That you some of you brokers, okay. and if you have any customers that own big businesses. Just know that it exists. This yeah. is for much bigger businesses than what much uh, what most of you guys have. So and just know it's called the Main Street Lending. That program is not really for agents. They've changed no. it. They made it to 
onerous, frankly. But the PPP through the SBA, which we've talked about, and you guys get when you text the word survival to 31996, that information, that's what you definitely want to focus on. Okay. Um, so some bad news, obviously, but still relevant news. U.S. weekly jobs claims hit 3.84 million, topping 30 million over the uh, past uh, six weeks. There is a chart that's accompanied with this article. Julie, did you open up and read I the article? I did. It's bonkers what that chart says. Tell them what you... Okay. So let's, the, I think the chart sums it up. And so let's look at unemployment claims over the past six weeks. Again, 30.3 million. Well, let's put that in perspective. Jobs lost during the Great Recession, which lasted a lot longer than six weeks. The entire recession, just under 9 million. So we're already more than three times... In six weeks, we have exceeded the jobless claims of the entire recession. That's a ton. So for those of you who think that things are just going to bounce back, that fact by itself negates the possibility of a long-term bounce back. Now, we've been talking about how things are going to be a little mini housing boom as the cities and states reopen. That's going to be short-lived. So if you're not participating in that yet, it will be gone in a flash. Probably, what would you predict, Tim? Less than six months for sure. And I'll tell you guys why we think this is true. First of all, um, the whole world is going to basically still be holding its breath until there's a vaccine or a therapy. And I hate it when I hear them talking about therapy because therapy mm-hmm. means like, well, we couldn't quite create a vaccine, so we're just going to throw you know a bunch of different stuff at it, and hopefully it makes you. No, we want a vac. Yeah. We want a vaccine, people. Make it go away. Don't start trying to sell us just on a therapy. It. Yeah, exactly. Well, so yeah, until there's a until there's a vaccine, people are going to be walking around pins and needles waiting for there to be, you know, outbreaks again. And and of course, this is a politicized event, you know, of course, what isn't nowadays. And this is an election year and what it feels like to us is you're going to see a lot of uh pent-up demand that would have, you know, it's what was February the housing numbers came back that the home sales were project home values were projected to appreciate over four percent this year, and then the coronavirus kicked in really in the United States at the beginning of March, and obviously it took all the wind out of that all you know the sales. But you've got a lot of people that are still going to want to buy a house, and they're going to want to buy a house in May and June and July. So though you have all those normal buyers that were positioned to purchase, assuming they're still qualified to purchase, you know the mortgage. Um, requirements did change, and you guys better be aware of that. We've talked about that a lot on past podcasts. So you're going to, regardless, you're going to see a lot of people that are going to purchase homes. But then, in addition to that, you're going to see a lot of new buyers entering the market that would that are looking to purchase homes now because of the coronavirus, which is another little interesting thing that pe- people aren't talking about. And Julie and I did a fair amount of research on that. We're going to tell you. Um, about the article about, um, ready to talk yes. about that? Yeah, so yeah. here's the article. Okay, now keep in mind this is not only happening in Manhattan, but they're, you know, a pretty huge market that was severely hit by the virus. So very interesting coming out of there. It says, New York's wealthy are moving their money and their families into surrounding suburbs as they look to escape crowded lifestyle and reduce the risk of contracting the virus. 18 people are waiting to see a home in Greenwich, Connecticut that's renting for 65000 not per year, per month, a, a broker said. So let's see, uh, more than 3.2 million people worldwide have been sickened by it, but New York City, with a very high population density, of course, has been hit very hard. Brokers say there's a rush of buyers and renters from the city who are asking for the same thing. More space, more distance from neighbors and crowds. Some of the wealthy are looking to rent. Others are checking out second homes at just a short drive from the city, and still others want to more permanently uh, move more permanent primary homes for their families. When a broker from Douglas Elliman, we love Douglas Elliman, we spoke for them not too long ago in New York City, he said, I can't remember the last time we were this busy. 
He's in Westchester County, New York, Fairfield uh, County, Connecticut, and other high-end markets. So well, Rob Johnson, lots of examples. And Rob told you all about these leases too. Rob Johnson, who's uh, one of our personal coaching clients, he's been with a co- our Greenwich. coaching company for a long time. He's the number one um, agent with his company in, in Greenwich and also in the number one agent in New York City for his company too in ter- terms of volume. And he's been saying the same thing. He's got eight listings coming for sale. I think the least expensive is two and a half million. Um, and he knows he's going to be inundated with people wanting to rent the properties. And people are willing, as Julie just told you, to pay extraordinary numbers. Yeah. And so remember we were saying that there's new things that are uh, uh, essentially opportunities that are coming up because of the coronavirus. Well, in Greenwich, Connecticut, for example, and I'm going to tell you about some other cities where some other coaching clients, same thing is happening. You're having people that are leasing properties or in some cases putting their houses for sale because of the demand that's created from people that are wanting to flee these dense urban environments. And be clear. They're wanting to flee these dense urban environments because they're fearful of the coronavirus coming back in the fall. That's what's going on here. People are sort of reshuffling. They're sort of getting ready. You're going to see a massive uptick in people hoarding. You thought they were hoarding before? No way. You watch to see what happens as soon as people are able to start coming out of their houses. You're going to see hoarding like never before, which will create a very noticeable increases in consumer goods. Some reports now are saying that groceries and whatnot are already going up 25%. Guys, that's not because the grocery stores are trying to make more money off your butts. That's not what's going on. What's really going on is there's breakdowns in supply chains where, for example, did you guys know, I'm sorry that I know this, but it's true, you can't buy commercial grade toilet paper like the kind you'd see in a truck stop or a gas station or a restaurant or whatever. You can't buy that on the shelves of grocery stores because it's commercial grade. So there's this all these weird things with the supply chains are just bizarre. You know, we're talking about meat shortages and all that. But again, this is money that's going to be going to the economy. People are going to be making money. People are going to feel... You know, uh, like there's some sort of return to some sort of normal economy, but understand what's really going on is people are going to be hoarding. People are going to be buying houses in anticipation of, you know, wanting to have a place so they're more comfortable if they have to be on lockdown again. Well, you know the new buyer script, right? What? Can you see yourself being quarantined here? <laughs> oh, that's horrible, Joy. <laughs> it is, but you know what? It's real. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about different markets. New York is the obvious one. I've had uh, calls with people going to Amelia Island. You know, from uh, mostly the East Coast. Charleston, South Carolina. Yes, Charleston's hot. Uh, Let's see, north of Atlanta, we've had some reports from there. And Paducah, Kentucky. You know, I read something today that said that some of the markets that had a bit of a struggle recovering from from the uh, last recession, like I think Greenwich has had, you talk to Rob all the time about the price reductions, that they're seeing perhaps a resurgence and a recovery actually as a result of this, or at least a little one as people lease. Well, and move the, sem- and- the harder, the properties have been harder to sell of the past boom have been the semi-rural properties, right? The properties now that are easier to sell are guess what? The semi-rural properties. Yeah, the pendulum swings. Right. right. I mean, do you have a coaching client? Was that the one in Northern Atlanta, the one in Kentucky? Uh, that was getting, um, Northern Atlanta is getting calls from both Atlanta and other cities. And she said, people are calling saying, you know, I want some more land and a place to shoot some guns. And things like that, where you know they they want to be not. She said they specifically say, "I do not want a subdivision." So the reason we're telling you this, guys, is because the coronavirus has taken on, on all the wind out of the sails, basically. But what's going to happen now is there are new markets, new opportunities that could only have really happened because of the 
damn coronavirus. So those are some interesting opportunities for those of you maybe have felt left out of the housing boom. And again, those of you who are paying attention, you're realizing that your housing boom is still ahead of you if you're willing to actually stay drilled down and step away from the CNN and anything else that's going to try to scare you into complacency. All right. Another yes. uh, he- another headline. I'm, this is what we've been talking about endlessly, but it's so fascinating. So much bad information and garbage reporting all over the news about forbearances. Oh, so horrible. And they were just reporting misinformation after misinformation. And Julie and I actually took the time and had coaching clients who took the time to find out the truth. And here's the bottom line, guys. Mortgages and forbearance do not need to be paid back all at once. There's a great article on HousingWire. And again, we've been talking about this for what? The better part of 45 days. As soon as the CARES Act came out, what did Julie and I do? We read the damn thing. And, and so, it's long. And it's long. But we knew <laughs> what it said. And we knew that there was 12 months forbearances. We knew that the, you know, the there was a lot of misreporting and misinformation out there about people saying, I called my lender and the lender said I could only have 90 days and I'd have to pay it all back as a balloon payment. I don't doubt that it happened to some people, but I seriously doubt it happened in the level that was being reported. We personally and our coaching clients who we help put their stuff in forbearance have not seen or heard of anything that was as dramatic as what people were talking about. So what happened, listeners, is it was becoming politicized. People were trying to politicize the big evil banks, that whole mantra, right? And so now, just so you know, here's the bottom line. If you have a government-backed mortgage, which pretty much all of you do, even on rental properties, even on all these other, every kind of mortgage except maybe commercial, you can actually get a 12-month forbearance. And that means that you will not have any payment in the next 12 months. And all the missed payments, they will go on the back of the mortgage, meaning if you owe like 20 years on your mortgage, now you're going to owe 21 if you don't make any payments in 2020. No interest charged on those missed payments. You know, no, no abnorm- fees and no credit. Hit. No fees, no credit, hit, no balloon, nothing like that. So there's the reality of it. In some cases, you're going to call up the lender and the lender's going to say, okay, well, you got 90 days, no problem. We're going to send you a letter. Call us back in 90 days if you need another 90 days. They might do that. That's fine. Just call them back in 90 days. And you guys have then, you know, will be able to save the amount of money you're paying on all your mortgages. And yes, you can still collect rent. And by the way, this is a story that Julie and I talked about a couple days ago. There is a, it's becoming more and more organized. You guys should Google this. There is a very organized, and it did start on the coast. Um, rent strike. Uh, rent strike, right. So and it's supposedly happening in May. So don't be surprised if your mortgages aren't getting, or your rents aren't getting paid. And if you have mortgages on those rentals, guess who's going to have to pay them or lose them? You. So you might want to put all your rentals in uh, forbearance, even if you have the best tenants in the world. All right. So moving on down. Oh, don't, don't. What? My big story, my big breaking news. Don't talk about it. I'm not sure which one. The next article that's down. All right. Don't share that one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I will figure it out in a second. Yeah. And you're going to want to talk about it. I know you are. You're going to want to spoil my big news. I'm not sure which one you mean, but that's okay. Okay, good. I'm going to slip. That's good. All right. So moving on, guys, we are going to now talk with you about the actions that you need to be taking to make the most of what this new market is going to have to offer. And by new market, we mean the market that's going to last, we think, maybe on the outside five months. And so here's really what your focus needs to be. Number one, stop doing anything that's creative. Completely stop any branding. Completely stop anything that has anything to do with anything (laughs) other than getting yourself directly in front of people having conversations about primarily selling their homes. That's number job number one. Job number two is while you're home, while you are still in, in a, you know, quarantine in your house, 
You must seriously consider joining our coaching program so we can teach you how to be a listing agent. Some of you have a matter of weeks left in quarantine. In other states, it looks like your, <laughs> your fascist governor, according to Elon Musk, hmm. is going to try to keep you locked up until the end of June. However much time you have, use it to your advantage. Finally, get your pre-listing pack done. Finally, learn how to proactively lead generate. Finally, learn how to do the world work of real estate and get on the phones and do what we ask you to do. The lead sources we tell you guys to call are free. Take this serious and this is gonna be your opportunity to build listing inventory. Now, there will be a boom. It will last, we think, I mean, it's gonna feel like a boom, but it's all just the pent up demand coming back. We think it's gonna last through August or September. And then after that, as we've been telling you guys, we really do believe until there's a, you know, a vaccine and the unemployment rate goes down, we really do believe that there is going to be no meaningful recovery until those two things change. And even after that, it's gonna take years before we actually build ourselves back to the point where we yeah. have uh, employment like we did just two months ago. I mean, the, the total number of jobs that they've added since the end of the recession in 2009 were completely evaporated inside two months. And we're not just gonna build that back. There's not gonna be, like all the proponents of the V-shaped recovery, and I want you guys to absorb their information too, just so you can know what, you can form your own opinion. But have you ever noticed that they never factor in to their theories, they never factor in the unemployment rate? As long as there's 30.3 million people unemployed. That's 15% of the population or of the working Working population. age population. Yeah. yeah. And, and rising. Okay. As long as unemployment is like it is. And as long as there's no actual vaccine. These are the two things. Just be clear in your head so you guys aren't manipulated into complacency. There's not going to be any meaningful recovery. Now, that's going to... that's. Can you argue in your head against that? Are you really going to feel personally that confident as long as people are constantly talking about not having jobs, as long as you're hearing about people that don't have jobs, as long as you're dealing with people who are emotionally um, unhinged because they're worried about losing jobs or because somebody else in their house has no job? Do you guys get the point? Without confidence, there's not going to be any real meaningful long-term recovery. But there will be a surge from all the people that wanted to buy in the spring. And all the sellers that had to sell 60 days ago really have to sell now. So there is good motivation out there on both fronts. Make the most of it. But in the intervening time, during this boom, don't just think we're all back and everything's fine. The V-shaped recovery people are going to beat their drums and say, seeing see I was right. They won't be around when they're wrong because they're not going to admit they're wrong. You know, because you're smart enough to realize that until there's a vaccine, until there's not, you know, essentially 15% of all, you know, working age people are unemployed and rising, there cannot be a return to anything that even resembles the economy that we had 60 days ago. You want to add anything? That's to right. That? Well, and there's another story that we've been following kind of closely. And I, I had a new report from Santa Fe, New Mexico, one of our coaching clients. Uh, was talking about how their governor has outlawed short-term rentals, basically wrecking the VRBO market. And so one of the things she's going to be doing is calling all of her, especially the ones that are right around town that everybody likes to visit, talking to, and she said most of them are people that live in California and they've got a little place in Santa Fe. And guess what? No more rental income for you. Just like that, not allowed. Actually banned. Well, that, that's, it's so shocking. So what's that going to do to the market? Well, Not well, all those people are going to be able to hold on to those properties. Here's another one. What about people, that all the people you've helped buy rental properties, guys, in the last 10 years? How many of them are dealing with people who aren't making their mortgage payments right now right. or their rental payments or won't be in the next 60 days? 
right? How many of those people are going to basically say, I've had enough of this rental thing. I want out. Because remember, in most states, you cannot do an eviction. There's a 90-day moratorium on evictions, and there'll probably even be more than that. I mean, there's all these things that are, in, all the unintended consequences of all these things that sound good on the, you know, the first blush are usually terrible long run. And you, you know, there's arguments being made now that the SBA PPP program is actually going to result in more businesses going out of bankrupt. Uh, I'm essentially going to go out of business and yeah. be bankrupt for reasons we've talked about on the previous <clears throat> podcast. Look, guys, you we can all sit around and formulate and postulate and you know matriculate about what's going to happen next, but it doesn't really matter because you can't control it. It's interesting to talk about because we're you know in our in our lives. We're finally at a thing that's going to be in. They're going to be talking about in history, hundred, you know, maybe three hundred years from now. That's what we're experiencing right mm-hmm. now. We're all kind of sharing, have this shared human experience together, which is kind of exciting. Personally, I'm getting kind of bored with it. <laughs> I'm ready to talk yeah, about something else. Something else. Yeah, but the, here's here it is, guys. Make the most of this next, you know, four to five months. Save your money. Prepare yourself for what's next. Don't go back to doing the silly, dumb things in real estate that you were wasting all your profit on before. Drill down and finally get the skills that you should have been getting in the first place. Anybody that tells you that you should be doing what you were doing back in the boom does not know what else to tell you. So that's the reason they're telling you that, right? Go and learn and take the time to learn how to actually be a powerful listing agent. We're the only ones in in the industry that are teaching agents how to do that at this level. And if you want to fast track that, just text the word education to 31996. Or if you'd like, you can just text me directly. And I'll personally uh, hand your text over to one of our new member coaches. And you can text me directly uh, to 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. Any other headlines, Julie? No, I think that we have gone through them. There's always something new happening. But we'll do some more tomorrow. And you want to do some things we like and things we hate? or yes, do you want to I get to go them? first. All right. All right. Top your alien one. I don't know. I know. I don't know. I you know, I had, I had that alien story from three days ago was nuts. If you guys That's aren't so daily awesome. listeners to our show, uh, what we're talking about is the fact that the Navy and the U.S. government has come out, the Pentagon has come out and said, yes, we have identified that there are UFOs. <laughs> and we've released footage of it. And we've released footage of it. I know it sounds totally whack, but you guys got to go and Google totally that. Whack. It's incredible. Yes. All right. So here's the big story. Here's the thing I'm really happy about. So MotleyFool.com has done oh, yes. has basically named our podcast, this podcast that you guys are listening to now, as basically being one of the three most important podcasts for real estate professionals in the world. And the only one that they gave more credit to is NARS podcast, which I listen to, Market Matters. It's pretty good, actually. So if you guys you know listen to Market Matters, too, because uh, NAR, you guys don't know. You just pay them the money every year. You don't know what it goes to. NAR is, was one of the instrumental, if not the instrumental reason why our self-employed uh, you know, agents like you guys, most of you, are eligible for unemployment and eligible for the PPP. So we should be all grateful for that. But I am very grateful that Motley Fool has named our podcast of one of the best real estate podcasts today. And they wrote a very nice article about it. And it's really pretty cool to be recognized by something as huge as the Motley Fool, which is a great investor site. So that was pretty cool and, a total, cool. and a total surprise. Yes, I wasn't expecting I it. I know. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of us. Thank you. Pastor. Well, do you know how many real estate podcasts there are now? 
A ton. Probably like... You're on most of them all the time, so I know how many there are because you're on the phone all the time. Yeah, I've been on two or three of them per day for like the past two weeks. But I mean, for us to be named next to NAR was pretty huge accomplishment. Very, very humbling and and we're very grateful for that. And and thanks to all of you guys. I mean, this podcast, here's something that will maybe freak a lot of you guys out, does me every time I see the numbers. We've had close to 8 million listens in the the last reporting uh, period. And 8 million. Now, that's nothing if you're like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan will get like a million per episode. He does like four episodes per week, right? I mean, it's cr- incredible. And, you know, that's fantastic. But here's the thing. Our niche, our focus is real estate professionals primarily in the United States. And there's, what, 1.3 member, million members of National Association of Realtors and supposedly, you know, 2 million, uh, 2.1 million agents altogether in the United States including those not members of the National Association of Realtors. So for us to have 8 million people listen, it's amazing. And it's a lot of you listening to us on a regular basis. We've become part of your lives just as you guys have been part of our lives for the past two decades. So we really appreciate the opportunity to have any sort of positive influence on you that we can. And please continue to help us spread the word and return the sanity to real estate because it has been a little bit on the crazy train for the past decade or so. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> and so please do share um, this podcast with as many other agents as you can, as you guys always have. So I'm massively grateful for all of you guys for recognizing the hard work and the, I mean, honest to God, guys, the, the ever living and loving, um, you know, focus and absolute motivation we have to help you guys i'm really really grateful that you recognize that so top that one sister i can't top that one you I can't, can't. You're not even no. Try things no you minor love. minor but you I know they're one. important to me Go i'll ahead. give it to you okay so you attended a party this morning <laughs> that is what i was gonna use okay use mine are straight out of homeschool today because it's been a little bonkers go ahead okay so uh, I'm grateful to the teachers at Zoe's school for putting together a lot of interesting things. Um, most of it is, of course, educational and learning something on all their Zoom calls. And, and believe me when I tell you, doing a Zoom call with 19 six-year-olds and four teachers and half the kids are Hispanic and half the teachers are, it's interesting. <laughs> they're, they're getting better. But uh, today we had Disney Zoom. This was a fun thing where the kids were all supposed to come in their favorite character along with a song or a dance to demonstrate their character. And Zoe was Poppy from uh, Trolls, and she had a whole routine worked out I didn't even know about that she had pre-thought about. So that was pretty fun. Things that I kind of hate are on the other end of the spectrum, like doing math in Spanish. Okay, (laughs) like I'm okay with either one of those, but together... Forget about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't have anything I hate. I'm a very positive person. Yeah, it's today. hard to find hate. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I, mean, I don't have anything I hate, but I can give you something else I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on in the past, uh, I don't know, I've, I don't even keep track. I'd have to look at my schedule. I've been on probably two or three Zooms a day on average, talking mm-hmm. with other brokers and teams and whatnot. And I'm really encouraged by the number of brokers out there who have who are sincerely wanting to put their agents first and trying to help their agents yeah. make it through this, you know, this firestorm that we're all going through. And I'm thrilled, frankly, that so many of them are setting aside their own egos and having honest conversations with me, one-on-one conversations about what's going on in their brokerage and where they could use help. And so many of you guys are pivoting and finally having the hard conversations about what's the next natural step for your real estate brokerage or your real estate team. And that's when we start talking about eXp Realty. And I have had so many cool conversations. And there's people I talked to a year ago about eXp who are now swinging back and wanting to talk to me again about it, realizing 
realizing that maybe had, had they participated a year ago, they'd have been in a lot better financial position. So are their agents now. You know, who could have predicted a pandemic? But I'll tell you one thing you all be, better be able to predict without even blinking is there's going to be another one because until this thing gets cured, you know, this is the state of things. We're all going to be in this new normal being abnormal. Um, and there is going to be a, a – I'm fearful, frankly, for a lot of you guys who are going to interpret this – you know, this bounce back in the market as being some sort of long-term thing. I hope and pray you're all listening to me. There's no logical or economic reason to believe that no matter how much money the Fed's going to pump into the, the market, that people, that the economy is going to have a meaningful recovery until the unemployment starts returning, starts headed down in a meaningful way. You know, again, we've now had this spike over the last two months. It's, we've lost all the job gains that we had over the last, you know, all the people that basically... And then some. And yeah. then some, right? I mean, we're going definitely towards the 20 percent plus of all working age people being unemployed until that's fixed right which is going to take a return to the real economy the the fed can't the fed when it pumps money into the economy creates debt that doesn't necessarily create jobs it creates demand for commodities but again it doesn't create employment a lot of the people that are getting these bailouts these businesses that are getting these bailouts that's keeping their business alive on paper but when the um when their economies start reopening, will there be consumer demand there to essentially justify keeping their business open? You guys understand intellectually what I'm saying? That's ultimately going to be the problem. You know, everyone talks endlessly about restaurants, but it's not just restaurants. It's every single business. Will there be a demand for people uh, to, you know, will those businesses be relevant in this new post, you know, quarantine world before there's an actual vaccine, will they have enough customers to justify staying open? And a lot of them won't because consumer spending and the overall lack of confidence in the economy, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you something funny. Hmm. So I was on Amazon yesterday trying to find a, they call it guards for the, uh, Julie's been cutting my hair, oh, no surprise. Yes. A lot of you guys have t- yeah, taken to being in-home barbers too. She's getting better at it. Yep. Well, it turns out I was trying to buy a specific uh, guard, which yeah. is basically determines the length of your hair. And um, I forget the name of the company we got this thing from. We got it from Amazon. They are so they're sold out of everything that has that to do with sense. cutting your hair. And uh, they funny, they it? say on their website well, a wall W A H L yeah and they say on their website basically look we're sold out of everything and frankly we don't know when we're gonna have it back in stock so. Guess what? Order gr- away and wait. <laughs> Order away and wait. You're growing your hair long. <laughs> you know, that's it. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a supply line thing, too. That's yeah. another thing. I mean, they were probably getting their razors in China. Yeah. China's yeah, been closed right. down. They're not making the razors. I mean, this whole thing, guys, you know, it's going to create a lot of consternation and fear, and all that's going to happen. But it's also going to create a lot of opportunity as these jobs. Th- This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.